Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hi guys, Happy New Year and welcome to the return of the pods for 2024. Hope you all had a good Christmas, had a good New Year. How was everyone's Christmas? Not too bad. Um, very busy. Nice seeing the family. Haven't seen them in forever, so nice little break there. But yeah, not too bad. Yeah, it's it's been all right. You know, been back home a bit like Lawrence, just back home, see the family, and yeah, we've had a, we've had a good couple of days just doing well, basically nothing really. So yeah, it's been good. Well, I had a good Christmas. Me first quiet night I've had in a while. I've been tired. I've been knackered. I've We've had a lot of games as well, just non-stop. But yeah, I had a good Christmas. I think my um, my New Year was better. I did the um, hospitality suite at Stockport, the Stockport-Mansfield game. You know, we got given uh, ribeye steak as part of the hospitality dinner. Wow. It's a bit posh for, for League Two football, isn't it? I know, it's they not didn't... quite a bolty pie or whatever I'd usually have. It was very posh, but you know, it it was it kind of made up for the game. So, so um, I guess we best get started talking about the transfer window. That's biggest news. I'm gonna be selfish. I'm gonna kick it off with uh, what's happened at Swindon because I'm very excited. So Dan Kemp's been recalled to MK Dons, uh, and more importantly, Jake Young's back at Bradford. Graham Alexander announced it after the game yesterday. So I'm looking forward to that scene, whether he comes into the team or maybe we might get a bit of money. I don't really know what's going to end up with him. But yeah, Swindon, I can't see them doing too well without their two main men. But then again, Young especially, he's been out of form recently. But Swindon strike me as a team that this is a massive window for them. You know, they've been struggling. They started off really well, but it's just sort of almost gone to pot now with sort of their two best players gone. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. You know, I feel, I feel like they might need a bit of strength up front. There's a lot of uh, rumours circulating and, you know, about every player at every club. But it, it is going to be interesting. And I'm excited to see Jake Young back at Bradford. Hopefully he can get us scoring. And, you know, we are going to win the league now that Stockport have slowed down a bit. So Yeah, I think Swindon will be an interesting one because 
all you ever see is their names over Twitter. So it'll be a massive period for them trying to sort of recuperate those losses, I guess. And I think they were struggling already. So definitely an interesting one there. And I think everyone at all stages, we all know this, but got to be careful with what rumours we believe and what we don't believe. Fact from fiction is very hard to tell at the moment. So Yeah, I think with the, obviously with with Swindon as well, I mean, they're losing, well, they're two standout players. They start, obviously Swindon start the season very well with them in the side, Jake Young scoring goals and Dan Kemp, who's probably my, well, one of my favourite players in the league, doing everything really. He He was running the show. Uh, with Young and, and now they've lost them as much as they've been on a poor run even with them in the side something like they've, they've only won like once or twice since like the end of October or something yeah. like that but they was already in the side anyway but we've seen when when they're on it they, they really are on it and it's going to be incredibly difficult for Swindon to to replace them now with the creativity and the, the goals and assists of Dan Kemp as well as the um, the goal scoring of uh, Jake Young so um, it's a big window I've seen quite a few talks that they could get dragged into it I personally don't see that but I think I think you never know because I think with the size of so poor but you never know but re- replacing them is, is definitely going to be incredibly difficult and I'm curious to see what they do yeah I mean it's going to be interesting I think most people that have seen either of them play would agree that both probably have the well definitely have the potential to uh move up higher and it's interesting because you know we're okay for goals it'd be nice to keep him in but if someone comes in and offers you know decent money it could be it you know couldn't be too surprising to see him move on and then Dan Kemp as well he I don't know if something's going on at MK Dons but he had a good season last season with Hartlepool and then went straight back on loan again so I don't know if it was a managerial issue or something like that it'll be interesting to see but these two players couldn't even be in the you know they could be uh, you know a future where they're not even in the league especially after this month there's always rumors when there's players like these though I, I i don't know what's going to happen hopefully we keep young and kemp he can do what he wants because he's not our player <laughs> yeah i mean i think they scored something like 68 percent of uh Sonnen's goals just the two of them i mean you've got to be silly if you're not looking at them really so prolific well for the team I'd be interested to see if they do stay on or if you have people sort of poking for them. Definitely. I, mean, I think I think there's there's always gonna be someone poking. It's just it depends on what the managers of the clubs that they they belong to. It's what they think, you know. MK Dons and us, we're both going for very similar things, you know, pushing for promotion. And, you know, these players are good assets, good to have in this league. So hopefully, um well not hopefully, definitely we're keeping him. No chance, not. I won't let them give him away. It it's just going to be interesting to see how it turns out. But I I don't even know where to begin with Swindon because it just seems like everything's going wrong. I can't see what signings they'd make. It could be more loans again, you know, with the financial situation at Swindon right now. Aside from that, what we'll start with you, Lauren. What do you think Stockport need to do going into this window? Well, we've got nine injuries to the team, and they're all. I mean, a lot of them are sort of. For the end of the season, we're not really yeah. expecting them back. And obviously, Torres going to Afrikan, and with the whole question mark over Odin Bailey, we we definitely need to be active in this period. I mean, just the amount of injuries we've got at the moment is. I mean, I know a lot of teams are struggling with injuries, but it's just yeah. 
I mean, almost all of those nine injuries would be people we'd be expecting to be starting in our like starting 11. So definitely, definitely needing signings. We're needing something up top, I think, because, I mean, we've been shocked in the past few games. We were really good at the beginning, like incredible, was loving every game I was watching. Honestly, uh, was it yesterday? Yesterday, we just looked deflated. We had no ideas. I'm not surprised that Mansfield won, if I'm honest. We just need, we need someone to convert our chances. And we we definitely need someone up top, I think. I think that's where we're struggling at the moment. Is Paddy Madden not doing that for you then? Well, Paddy, but just the way that we've been setting up at the moment, Paddy's been playing much deeper than you'd expect normally. Even my mum said that and she doesn't she doesn't watch football. She's like, Why is he all the way up here? But yeah, so we need someone just the way that everyone's been setting up against us as well. We've been trying to do the long balls. But only Kyle Wooten is sort of has that height, and even yeah. then, we're kind of against. He's one in a, like a big group of defenders, so we need someone to really be clinical. I mean, someone like Louis Barry, maybe obviously not him, or maybe him, but someone that we can trust and is reliable to sort of convert those chances. There's too many times we're in the box, and we just miss or scuff it so you mentioned like the long ball approach and stuff do you think you need someone who has a bit more of a physical presence up top or is it just more someone full stop who can finish the finish the chances possibly someone a bit more physical or we need a way where because that's just not the way we play well we just don't and if that's what we're having to resort to then there's issues also further up the pitch where we can't get in positions where we can do a low cross instead or things like that. There needs to be some sort of, we, we kind of, I think it's because we're missing people like Sarsvik and Collar. We're missing a lot of our really like ball carrying forwards. Yeah. So we're having to go along the wings, do big crosses in instead of going into the box. So I think we're missing attacking midfielders as well. And I think that means that we're having to play in a way that doesn't suit yeah. us. And then Jordan, I feel like January is a big window for you as well. So Yeah, that's probably fair. I mean, I think for most town fans like myself, I think you can clearly see some of the problems that have emerged. We've clearly not been good enough this season. Uh, way, way off or what even what I thought. I wasn't expecting you weren't going to win the league or anything like that, but expect a half decent push and it's quite weird actually because we're it feels like we're more closer to the top seven than than the bottom like two at the moment but yeah. I think I think generally speaking I don't think I don't think goal scoring is our problem I think we've got we've got players that can find a back in it Danny Rose is on double digits you've got like Rick Hill Pike and Donovan Wilson of of both score goals Abo Isis can get a few or they'd like to see him take a little bit more risks in terms yeah. of getting close to the box. But I think I'd be mad in saying that we, we have to look at the defence. We've conceded way too many goals, way too many poor goals as well. And I, th- I think you can maybe look at it. David Artel has got us, it wants to play a certain way. But I've always felt since his appointment, I don't think we have the right personnel to do it. And I think yesterday at times, and we've seen it through throughout his appointment, you can see that some of them are not up to it. And yesterday really showed it was one of the worst, one of the worst I've ever seen Tal. So I think 
we, we're in desperate need of a couple of centre-halves. I think we're getting to a point where Luke Waterfall's been a good servant for us, but I feel like we're starting to lose his legs. Uh, Harvey Rogers, I don't think he's been great. I, I really don't. Prob not the ball-playing type, is a sense. And, you know, Nalmar's been it's been a bit average, to be honest. He's not he's not really pulled up any trees. So I think we've we've got to look at the defensive part department, ideally two, two centre-halves, really, that can sort of play football a little bit more. And our midfield is so disjointed as well. You've seen so many times the goals we've conceded in which our midfield is just completely non-existent. We do have some decent players. Gav Hollihan, good player, went good player on his day, inconsistent now. Uh, Camille Conte, he's, he's been a bit hot and cold, mainly cold recently. He's been poor for quite a lot of the goals. He's still young now, but we we simply have quite a few players that are not good enough, right back included. Toby Malaki's pretty average, I think, and Mishi Afete's no better. So, so it's just sorting out the overall spine from the back. So um, if it's a big month, really. I think we've just got to see it through to the end of the season. I'm confident we'll survive. I think there's there's miraculously four teams yeah. in us, and they are bad. Salford's a prime example the other night. The, the fact that they haven't scored in two games of football against us is quite astonishing in a sense. But we've got to sort out the main defensive apartment in particular just to see out the season. They'll let David Artel have the summer and rebuild from there. Do you think Artel, can you see what he's doing? Because obviously the results haven't been rolling in like some people might have expected. But, you know, he's got a lot of respect around, you know, look, sports media and around football, really. You know, a lot of people talk about him. He's a very exciting manager, in my opinion. But obviously he's not getting the results. So do you think it's a case of the wrong players for him? Yeah, definitely. I think he's. it's quite clear that these aren't the sort of players that, wants to play his way. We've seen we've seen a bit of the good and the bad under Artel so far. The one all draw at MK Dons, we played well against Oxford in the Cup. We beat Crew quite convincingly. And then we got the bad side, which was obviously yesterday against Walsall and we didn't cover ourselves in glory against Mansfield in which we conceded nearly 40 shots. So there's clearly a plan that he wants to play away. He's even said himself that, you know, we we want to be a football team. We want to keep the ball on the ground as much as we can. But like I said, I don't have confidence we quite have the players to do that, playing from the back, from the goalie and and defenders who are not, are not the best on the ball. It's, it's as simple as that. I mean, we've got the threat going forward and we might look to add to it, but it's not a position of must. We've got players, we've got Arthur Ganues, he's all right with it. We've got Charles Vernon's on his way back from injury. Yeah. He's been out for about three, four months now, so hopefully he can sort of hit the ground running straight away. But um, yeah, there's definitely glimpses of what we're trying to do. I mean, it'd been mad for anyone to predict a quick turn in fortune. I think it's just about seeing it to the end of the season now. Sticking with the way in which we're currently trying to do at the minute as well. Some fans don't like it. It was a, it was quite obvious. It was quite clearly toxic last night, which was, which was understandable. Artel strikes me as someone that's not going to change his approach. And personally, I like it. But at the same time, he does need to, I think he does need to somewhat take a step back in until he's got the players to do what he wants. I don't think we can do it. It's it's as simple as that. But it's it's been a bit hot and cold so far, but my full fate's in, in him as well. You know, I, I've seen enough to suggest that if we get the personnel in, we could potentially do all right next season. But it's just seeing out this season now, really. It's all a bit of a, a bit of a lost cause in a sense. Yeah. I mean, Ryan put in a good point while you were speaking, producer Ryan. 
he's you know he is a project manager that's what he's known for especially at crew they didn't go straight up he built them up and sort of got them there and i think that is you know what grimsby need that's exactly that that's exactly that you know i wanted i didn't want to go down the potential merry-go-round appointment of i mean forgive me but someone like a graham alexander um in a sense i've got a lot of respect for graham but you know it was quite clear we wanted to go long term as yeah. as much as as much as we can we stuck by paul hurst for quite a long time even during the the bad spells I and mean, we had quite a few of them even in the national league but unfortunately time just ran out and it, it did get to a point where we needed fresh fresh ideas from someone and but yeah i said when he was appointed he's very much the project manager that i think we'd have wanted to go for and i think he would have been perfect for we see like i said we've seen early days of what his sides can do it's just going to take time. What about you, Charlie? What do you think with uh, Bradford? Where do you think you guys need to uh, act in the in the January transfer window? I mean, Alexander has come out and said it's going to be more out than in. We've got a lot of dead wood. We've got a lot of loans that were almost brought in like as a panic by Mark Hughes at the start of the season. Uh, you know, we've got Rayhan Tulloch, Chisholm Afoka. A lot of people like even listening would just be thinking, who are they? Because they don't do much and they're not really what Alexander needs as well. That's important. Alexander has a lot of players that aren't going to get used, even the good ones, you know. Bobby Poynton, we all loved Bobby Poynton when he was getting game time at the start of the season. Uh, he was an exciting player to watch, but a lot of the fans aren't too bothered that he's not playing purely because we're getting good results under Alexander. He's using the personnel that he needs. But yeah, there's going to be a lot of players out. The loans I expect to go. We've already sold Ryan East to Rochdale. I think as well, there's there's just a lot of players who people know won't be getting game time. Like Osadibi, he's not good. We got warned by Walsall fans. I, I like him, but I don't at the same time. Like He's very entertaining to watch, but he's also entertaining to watch if you're the other team because he's just not got the quality and he doesn't really fit in. Every now and then he'll have a worldie of a run, like under Kevin McDonald while uh, we were still finding a manager, he scored just scored the winner twice and then didn't do anything after. But on the topic of Andy Cook, he needs... I feel like he's not scoring as many of the chances as he would last season. He's still scoring and he's scoring at a very similar rate to last season, but... It's almost as if, you know, he gets a chance, we get a corner, we get a free kick. Any set piece, you expect him to score. Last season, we would have go well, Andy Cook's scoring here. And he just doesn't, he doesn't do that as much. And it's not on him. I feel like the service provided, this is something I was going mental about yesterday um, at Crew. We It feels as though we don't have anyone good enough to take set pieces. So perhaps for an in, you know, someone to take set pieces. But then again... We've also got we've also got Jake Young back in. Maybe now that we've got more threat in the box, we can score, convert more of the chances that we create from set pieces. But I do believe we need a set piece specialist. Heath has said something good. He said sign Dan Kemp. I don't think we'll get Dan Kemp. I know that was probably not a serious thing, but I just I can't see it. I, and I don't really feel like he's what we need. Alexander did let Kemp go in the summer, actually. That's a good point from producer Ryan. Distracted by the chat, I'm covering it up. Yeah, it's it's just a sticky one because it's like we've got a loaded squad and we need a lot out, but I feel like someone to just go on set pieces is something that we need. 
Uh, maybe we might want to bring a left wing back in because I feel like Liam Rydalge, although he's good cover now while everyone else is injured, I don't really think he's stacking up to um, standards, which is a shame because he's a nice guy. I, I just don't think it's right. It's, it's weird. Sam Stubbs as well, a great, great centre-half. He's just gone. It's interesting because Alexander's just got rid of him and he's speaking about his quality in training, his performance in training. He's not happy with that. But I also think if we gave him away, and it would be for a, for a fee, he's, he's a good player, but if we gave him away, whoever gets him would be very, very lucky to get him. So it's something to keep an eye on. Shall we move on to the uh, managerial vacancies? So Colchester sacked their manager last night. He was brought in as interim and straight away got the job. They're in a bit of trouble as well. They're low down. I'm not too sure who they could get. Mark Bonner, who uh, was recently sacked from Cambridge, he's up there in the odds, but, you know... We all know that in the, at this level, the odds mean nothing. Danny Cowley's is up in the odds as well. I don't think he'd go there. I think he's too big a name, but he has been out of work for a while. The geography makes sense. You know, part of the reason he turned us down was because of the geography and he didn't really want to go all the way up here. So maybe somewhere a bit more in his area, like Colchester could attract him, but I feel like he's made his name now and he, he might be after a bit more of a bigger job. I don't really know what to say about Colchester. Artel. I felt like he loved the Colchester job. You know, they've not got the biggest budget. They're lower down. I feel like he could, you know, work on them and sort of bring them further up. But that said, I think, you know, Grimsby, I've got a really good manager and he's the good, the, the right choice for him, for uh, Grimsby. Salford sack Neil Wood. They're struggling at the minute, you know. They're very fortunate, I think, that there's a couple of teams doing worse than them. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with us because, you know, they've got... There's rumours of a lot of managers, Ryan Giggs rumoured, Paulins rumoured, Dean Holden's rumoured. And, you know, what with the, you know, their ownership and everything, who knows what they could get in at, you know. People have been throwing around Mark Hughes. I don't think he'll get the job, but anything could happen. It's Salford, you know. And I think it's at a point where they need that big appointment and someone who can just be trusted straight away to fix them because all this work they did to get into the football league, I think it'd be quite unfortunate for all that effort to be wasted in them going down. And you know, I think a man, a good manager, could do something with their squad. You know, they have got quite a small squad. They're fielding a lot of youth players, and you know, struggling with injuries and stuff like that quite often. But they have a good squad. You know, they've got Elliot Watt, who I think, I, I think if this stays the way it is at Salford, I think he'll get gone. I don't know where he'd go. I think he's a League One level player. Injury as well. Uh, Matt Smith even, all these players. Paul Hurst is the favourite in the bookies at the moment. So, yeah, what he did with Grimsby, as you know, Jordan, I think he'd be an all right appointment. Salford's an interesting one. I yeah. think I think first and foremost, I've said in this, I, th- I thought they were by far and away the worst side we've played this season. They looked disjointed. They looked just any like void of ideas. And you mentioned Paul Hurst is one of the names for the running. I know some people... Some Sulphur fans might not like it, but I think for where they are now, I think they could do a lot worse than give him a shot. I think Paul Hurst has proven at times he can be a good manager, especially in the football league as well. We we did have we obviously we were blessed with you know some of the best years over both spells with Paul Hurst. You know the the two promotions from the National League last season's 
FA Cup run when we got to the quarterfinals. He gets a bit of a reputation of being this boring manager, and I personally don't see it. Yeah. I, th- I think, you know, he's, he's someone that, that cares deeply. You know, he's he's passionate, sometimes might not show it, but he clearly does. I like I honestly think they could do a lot worse than him at this moment in time, just to see him out this season. I think someone, you know what you're going to get from a Paul Hurst side. You know, they're going to be uh, solid defensively. You know, they're going to be well-organised. I think at this moment in time, that's what Salford need. They've conceded way too many goals. They don't look like scoring either. That's the honest truth. They've got experienced players. Don't want in a football team, really. They've got experienced <laughs> players in their side. I mean, you mentioned Elliot. What I, I, I like Elliot Watt a lot. Um, Smith up front um, can be lethal with the correct service. I feel there's a good enough team there, but it just feels very disjointed at the minute. That's probably the word I'd use. Like, like the other names, Dean Holden's a good shout. Mark Hughes. Personally, not sure, but I, I get why Ryan Giggs. I think I, I'm, I'm not in favour of that one at all. Yeah, I, there's a couple. Of, I, they've just got to ride it out to the end of the season now. But, but from what I've seen of them, I, I do fear that they could be in this battle. I think, like I said, I think there's a couple of teams. Well, with Forest Green, Sutton, and I'm even going to throw Colchester in there. Yeah, I mean, the t- league table says it. I think are worse sides than them personally. I'm curious to see what they do because right now they. They're desperate. All right. Well, we're just going to take a brief ad break and then we'll be right back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70 percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome back, guys. So, yeah, Lauren, have you got any thoughts on the uh, situation over at Salford? I did have a question for both of you, really. So, if so, obviously, Salford and Colchester are both needing new managers um do you think that they're going to be in in time to get their own players or do you think that they would need to bring in some new players or do you think that like a new manager would be able to work with the teams you were saying that I think Salford might have a decent enough team if they got the right they got their acts together but what what are you thinking are you thinking sort of Colchester because some of the clips from Colchester this season have been um interesting to say the least um a certain own goal comes to mind do you do you think that um they will want to bring in new players as well or do you think the biggest target at the moment is just the managers I think every manager is going to want to bring in some of their own players I think maybe in Salford's case because of some of the personnel that they have in their squad they might want to pick someone up who can come in and work with these players straight away. 
But obviously, every manager is going to come in and have their own way of doing things, like certain players, not like certain players. You know, they might want to sell the players as soon as possible, you know, get a fee and allow them to rebuild straight away. I think Salford are okay in that department just because they must be further along the managerial search at the moment because it's been a little bit longer since they've sacked Neil Wood uh, compared to Colchester, you know, who, to be honest, I don't know that much about at all. We played them. They didn't look convincing. They scored because of something we did, a mistake from from Harry Lewis, our keeper. And there was just nothing notable about them whatsoever. So that must mean to me it's a player issue as well. You know, you mentioned it as well. It is interesting because they're going to want to be quick and that I don't know. I can't I can't see it working out for Colchester as much as Salford because Salford, they strike me as a side who, who will have plans, you know, they have good players and sort of a, a recognisable style to an extent. But Colchester, there's just, I can't say anything notable about Colchester. Maybe that's from my ignorance, but I don't know. I, know, I don't know if it's just because I live closer to Salford as a Stockport girl, but I... For me, I would think that Salford would be a bit more of a pull as well for yeah. for managers. They're probably more likely to get a manager more quickly than Colchester. And obviously, the later you get your manager in the transfer window, the less of an impact they will have because players that they want might already go elsewhere and then you actually have less time to have talks and things like that. So. Yeah, just just on just on that, and I agree with both of you in a, in a sense. I think it's clear to see there's more to do at Colchester. I think I've said that the parts are, are partly in place at Salford. I think with Colchester, I think they're now on their third manager of the season, and they've been they've been flirting around the bottom half nearer to the relegation zone for quite a couple of years now. It's clear to see that certainly that any manager that comes into both those clubs are going to want to bring a couple of their players. I mean, Colchester in particular have lost their main source of goals in Joe Taylor, who's been recalled by Luton, and he, he does look a hell of a player. There's more of a plan at Salford, is what I get the impression of, than what there is at Colchester. Um, appointed at Matty Everington, was it like eight defeats or nine? or Yeah, eight defeats and nine or something like yeah. that. Mm. Um which is which is just not good enough, and they they've been around they've been around there all season, and then even with a new manager, I don't see what change. It, it it seems like a little bit of a poison chalice over the past couple of years. So I'm not sure what a new manager could maybe do. Them, I, I I don't know. Colchester's a Colchester's a weird one, but I think there's only so long you can flirt around the relegation zone before you do actually take the drop. We've learned that from experience. If it won't be this season, it'll be in the next couple of seasons, unless something quite dramatic changes at Colchester. But yeah, like I said, I think Salford already have some parts in place, look a bit more organised with a bit of a, more of a structured plan compared to Colchester. That's just my thoughts, really. Do you think yeah. that the drop could help as sort of a kick up the bum, I guess, in a way of sort of a complete reset, hit it again? Because I know uh, the National League is notoriously hard to get out of we obviously have well we didn't struggle too much with the National League but National League North we were stuck in for quite a long time and I guess if they can't get back that might be a struggle but do you think that almost the drop might be that change if a 
if a change in manager may not be the answer, do you think that that could be? Obviously, we don't wish a relegation on anyone. It's a horrible thing to have to go through. But the what I will say is the national league is unforgiving. That's one thing I would say. You you've seen the clubs that have come up quite recently, and they're all pretty well run clubs. But you seem to have noticed the trend in the clubs that have recently been relegated from League Two have been poor, have been run pretty poorly. Um, Scunthorpe's a great example. We dropped out under our previous regime. Knox County was another. I could go on Oldham. I could go on really, but it's 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 a league in which you've got to start well. You you know you've you've got to get a consistent run. I think you've seen from the teams that were relegated last season, Hartlepool are close to the drop. They just sat John Askey and Rochdale. I think are around mid table. So. Mm. I personally think if if you want to if you want to be successful in a national league, you've got to already have the parts in place. And I see where you're coming from in the sense of dropping down, you know, reset. It could help, but probably it has got weaker as the more teams have come up. But it's a difficult league to get out of, and, and we yeah. and we know that we've been in it twice. For Christ's sake, we've. I mean, it took us six years to get out of it the first time, and uh, quite a lot of luck. Um, to, to get out to get out the second, um, it was an un, unreal couple of weeks that was, but it's tough. It's it's incredibly tough. And if if I'm going to be honest at this moment in time, no, I'm 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 going to be honest. I don't think that dropping down will do much favors. It might do in a sense, but I just personally don't think it will. I think you you've got to have the parts in place with at board level down to the recruitment to to be successful in that league and you've got to have a clear structure and that's why teams have been successful as well as the obvious teams have thrown money at it in the, in the sense as well mm-hmm. I mean take nothing away from Wrexham but they absolutely just stormed the league in what is probably arguably a league one squad so it's a, it's a difficult league to get out of I agree with a lot of that yeah yeah me too and then on the flip side there's a lot of teams who have been doing really well over Christmas, one uh, notable one I think is uh, well, not doing well particularly, but it seems like they might be turning things around. Doncaster, they went from a draw against Mansfield to beating MK Dons 3 0. Do you think that's a turnaround? Because obviously, we were talking about sackings and stuff. Grant McCann's a topic, a lot of those talks. Do we think that Doncaster are in trouble, or do you think this is a sign of a change in form? Well, even a draw against Mansfield, I don't think is a particularly bad result. Mansfield have been doing pretty well recently. And I'm not just trying to say that to soften the blow of losing to them yesterday. But I I think they're both not bad results, really. Because I remember we were talking about the match in the kitchen. And Dad was like, oh, MK Dons have so got that. That's an easy win for them. And then turn around and they've lost 3-0. But it could definitely be a a turning for me. It's nice to see a a bit of a turn in play sometimes. A bit of an unexpected rise from different teams. Yeah, what I I would say, I think you mentioned the Mansfield. I think any team that have taken anything against Mansfield this year have done very well. I think they were by far and away the best team we've played this year. And we've played them an extra time. We've played them in the uh, the Cabo Cup as well. But no, with with Donny, I think... um, I mean, it's it's clear to see, you know, you got the experience of Grant McCann. I expected them to do a lot better than what they have done. Um, I guess it's a case of it wasn't going to be a quick fix after, what was it, they finished 18th last season? It, it it wasn't going to be as quick fix as maybe some people thought, me included. 
I don't think they'll go down. I, I really, I really don't think. I think they've got un, enough quality quality in that squad. Lots of Joe inside. Mo Fowler's on loan, I believe, as well. They, they've got some good place to, so maybe push up a couple of places away from danger. But I, I, I just personally just don't don't see it. I think the current bottom four are just that bad at the moment. You know, it's, it's obviously January is a big month for every, every team really, but especially those ones. But it's just a case of I think with Doncaster just looking at refreshing. The the squad slightly. That's what. That's something in which Grant McCann has been very vocal of. So, so we'll see what happens with that. It, again, it's just solidifying their place in League Two next season, ready, ready to go again. But I just can't see him dropping down. If I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I mean Ryan's put uh, a good point in the chat there as well that Matty Everington, since he was appointed, picked up 13 points at Colchester. Now he's been sacked yesterday. Grant McCann, in the same period, has picked up 11. Now, obviously, Jordan, you mentioned what McCann has done in the past with Doncaster. I'm going to go out there and say I don't really think it's that impressive what he did. And I feel like I'm going to cause something by saying this, but he got them to League One. They got He got him to the League One playoff semi-final once, I believe. And it's just like, I thought he'd like, the way they talk about him, the fans... It feels like he gets a lot easier of a ride. He um sort of just goes on to say do nothing else with them, and now he's come back and he's not doing anything again. But the the impression that the fans are giving is like he's this hero who will take them up, and he's a good manager, no doubt about it. You look at his you know his CV, it's somewhat impressive. But they're talking like they've just got Guardiola in, and it'll take time. I feel like he does get a bit of an easy ride with the fans. And I get it, he's, you know, they hold him in their hearts daily, but is he is he doing that much? No, he's, they're stuck in the table. They've got, you know, it doesn't look like it's improving. A lot of them say, will we do any better with a new manager and blame the players? But, you know, they, talk, they also talk about players like Mo Fall and allegedly he's like one of the best players in the league, according to them. And I... It, it's a sticky one with Stockport. I feel like Stockport, Doncaster, I think they do need to make the move and get rid of Grant McCann before it's too late. You know, we've been saying this, they're lucky that there's teams worse than them because some of the results they've had are abysmal. They're conceding goals, they're not scoring goals. And to me, it's just, there's nothing convincing about what's going on there. So why not change things up while you still can? You also don't want to ruin the um, the whole idea that they have of Grant McCann. Yeah. Um, you don't want, I know, I know we think, well, there's some teams that are on paper way worse than them. But say they have a turn and they just become horrendous and they go down. Not saying that's what's going to happen, but football is football and it's always unpredictable and there's always changes. If they go down or they do like just scrape it, you don't want to ruin that um, sort of memory of Grant McCann. I know we had Jim Gannon come back quite a few times and there's been some brilliant years under him. But eventually we had to sort of draw the line and say, look, it's been fantastic. We love you. We will always love you. But it's your time to go and a time for something different. And maybe that's something that Doncaster might have to consider sooner rather than later. Yeah, I agree with all those points, actually. And Ryan mentioned something which I completely agree with in the fact that Doncaster are consistently inconsistent, uh, 100%. That's, 
I definitely agree with that. From what it sounds like with the loyalty things, you mentioned Jim Gannon, you mentioned you know, Grant McCann, what's previous done. It does sound a little bit like Paul Hurst with us in the sense uh, that we, you know, we all loved him, you know, done some fantastic things for this club. But eventually you've you've got to draw the line in the sense that, right, okay, thank, thanks for all you've done. You know, it's time for some fresh ideas for the squad. And that's exactly what we what we had to do. We we got rid of him after losing to Doncaster, actually, which I think says a lot more about us. But um, no, I, I I completely agree. I think he did all right at Doncaster, but not as incredible as what some people are saying. And I can completely see why that they're sort of bringing him up as this like hero figure, if that's the correct term for it, perhaps. But I don't know. It, it, it it's a strange one. I feel um, it. You know, it's clear to see that they've not been great this year at all, have they? And, you know, they would, like say, with the 3-0 winning against MK Dons, they might back it up with a, with another defeat. Yeah, it's it's just, it's a weird one. It's it's a really weird one for me. Yeah, and then there's Tranmere as well, who uh, I saw something interesting on their Twitter. Um, a supercomputer predicted them to finish uh, in the relegation zone with about 31 points at the end of the season. Uh, they're now on 33 points and very, very much out of it. They're just one point behind us, which is a little bit scary. But there was a point earlier in the season where it seemed like they were one of the ones nailed on to go down. And I think they're one of the, they've been picking up the most points over the Christmas period. Um, maybe not the most, but they're up there in the stats which is really interesting to see how quickly they've turned things around. Yeah, I remember talking on one of the podcasts about someone saying that Connor Jennings was their only attacking player that match and that they'd been really poor and just not creating anything from the past few games. But looking at where they are now, they, at least for me, and I might have been pessimistic towards them, but I think that they're doing much better than I thought that they would Um Never mind what all the stats say that they would and things like that. Yeah, it's, it's really, really interesting. And it's it's quite good to see how quickly this league changes. You know, we all thought it'd be a harder league and it is to an extent. But the way it's changing up at the top, it's really exciting to see. And, you know, we talk about Stockport losing to Mansfield. I'll say now that I didn't think Stockport looked like league winners when we played them. The pitch were in horrible conditions, which probably played to our benefit. But, you know, I didn't think uh, you guys looked like league winners compared to Leighton Orient last season. I missed the game against Mansfield, but all I hear about people who've uh, watched Mansfield this season is how organised they look, how how just sharp they look. And, you know, they're second place now. Are you not worried about it going wrong at the top? I mean, I personally am, but I've I've always been quite a pessimistic county fan. Um, just from because I've been following them since I was about this big. I uh, which for those just on the audio was tiny. Um, uh, I am so used to seeing us in the National League North and horrendous and conceding an own goal from a back pass on some ice and it slips like that's the county that I remember so the fact that we were like first going into Christmas for the first time in like a silly amount of years is mental to me I wouldn't be surprised if we don't go first if we don't like top the league I 
still think we will be up there at the end of the season, uh, even pessimistically. I think once we get all of our players, our key players back, or we replace them in this transfer window, that's why I'm really excited about this um, transfer window, because we desperately need something and some recoveries. I think once we get those back, I think we still will be in with a chance of automatics. Um, but especially because both Mansfield and Wrexham now, if they win their games in hand, they are equal or above. Um, I, I definitely think that there is a chance that we will be fighting to go up this season. Uh, but I do I do agree with what you said about the league being super exciting because it's actually really quite close. I think other than the teams that are right down at the bottom that are really struggling, I think it's really exciting how different teams have been able to overcome each other. And yeah, it's, it's, it's very exciting at the moment. Jordan, do you have any thoughts on that, on the, what's going on at the top? Well, the way that, you know, the, the league, with the league, that's just the beauty of it, isn't it? Um, you mentioned with, with Stockport, your experiences. I mean, my experience, I thought we gave him a right good game after, uh, quite frankly, just giving you two of the worst goals I've ever seen in the space of 10 minutes away from home. You've always got a mountain to climb after that. But obviously we did well to get back into it and we still cocked it up. And with them. But no, but I, I, I'll I, be amazed if Stockport are not in, well, in with the with the top three at the end of the season as much. I think for, for what I've seen so far, I think there's a, I'd say, a clear top three, if I'm going to be honest, as much as Barrow have, have exceeded my expectations in in the sense as well. I think I think Stockport, I think we'll we'll get through this period in the sense in the sense of, of injuries and obviously the January transfer windows come at a good time, I think as well. Um I cannot kind of see past the time. Yeah. I cannot see past Mansfield not not being in there. They're they're pretty much they're everything what I'd want I'd want in a side Mansfield, the well well organized, well drilled. They can score goals of, you know, just find creative ways to to win with with the squad we've got. And then obviously you've got Wrexham as well. And with, with some of the character that we've seen this season, with with some of the money and some of the players they've got, again, we'd be amazed if they if they're not in with the conversation. But like I said, the, the league changes all the time. And it changes rapidly, quick. Barrow have done superbly well. You know, we know how much on Look Sports Media we go on about Pete Well, but. My God, what a job he's done there. And you've got some of the more outsiders as well, uh, the likes of Notts County in a sense, but there's, a, there's quite clear problems that they need to address if they want to be, but I, I think they'll just fall short of the top three. And just a, and a couple of others as well. We'll not be surprised to see the likes of MK maybe pick up, but again, might be um, not really for top three in a sense. I think they might just fall short. It just changes all the time, and it it it's sure to be a great last few months. But we'll, we'll see. Obviously, what we'll see what happens with January, and see what some of the, some players that teams can make, and also how how long they can keep this up for. You know, it, it it's gonna it's gonna be a fun one. I think until the bitter end. I think it, I actually think it'll be quite close um, for the title. So we'll see what happens in that sense. Yeah. So I I am gonna say this now. I think. Barrow might end up falling short and taking it to playoffs at the end of the season just because it's not gone wrong for them yet in terms of there's been no injury crisis or that you don't really hear of, oh, Barrow are in trouble now. It's just, Mm -hmm. I feel like it happens to everyone in a season. 
and they don't seem to have gone through it yet, which is what concerns me. So I'm, I don't know. I think top of the league, depending on January, can be Stockport, but I wouldn't be surprised if Mansfield steal it. And then I do think Notts County are going to make an automatics push come the end of the season. And yeah, so I think Stockport, Mansfield, Notts County, maybe Wrexham sneaking in there. I don't know. Probably over Notts County, actually, mm. just because it's Wrexham. We, mm. we, we heard this all summer that they were going to do it and they are doing it. So fair play to them. Playoffs, it's anyone's game. I don't even know who's going to be in the playoffs by the end of the season. But then going down, it's got to be for me, Forest Green and Sutton. It's just, I don't even think yeah. there's a debate No, I definitely agree with that. And I'm going to jump on the bandwagon with you guys and say, I'm not sure Barrow will make automatics. I think that they will be within the area of playoffs. But like you say, they've not really had their crisis yet. And that makes me think, because obviously... Stockport are in an injury crisis right now with nine of our main players out with injuries and lots of other players have had a fall in um, their form or their, like, just all of that other, um, just fun stuff, just all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that Barrow hasn't makes me think that they could have been high. Obviously, they're, like, up there, right? They're fourth. but. With that's without having had their dip yet. Yeah. Then when they have their dip, they might fall, especially if they lose Whitfield in the in this transfer window. Obviously, he's almost definitely going to have a lot of eyes on him with how just brilliant he's been uh, the past few games, past few weeks. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's being nosied on quite a lot, and if they lose him as well, that will be a massive blow. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see um, Barrow fall in the, the coming weeks or at some point in the league anyway. Um, Ryan's just said that Whitfield is attracting League One interest. So I wouldn't be surprised if he wants to go and have that bit higher competition and go and play at a higher league. And if they do lose him, then yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a bit of dip with Barrow. If I have to say my top three that I think will go up, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the league ends with some form of Stockport, Mansfield, Wrexham in some order. I know that's what it is now, um, but I do. Th I wouldn't be surprised if we don't stay top. But I do think we will hopefully be in the top three by the end of the season. I think if you ask me for a current top three and a bottom two, um, I'm still sticking with Stockport top. I just think. They'll they'll get through this period, I, I just think, and you've closely caught in their squad. Uh, I fancy Mansfield second. I, I can't see them not getting an automatic spot. And I'm going to stick with, well, Wrexham for, for third. I think Barrow just going to fall short in the sense of maybe they don't really have much, the qualities maybe those sides have as much as you mentioned Ben Whitfield and you know a couple of others in their squad. You know They've had a really good season. Same with Notts County. You sense with them, January's massive for where they need to improve, and that's really defensively. You know, some of the goals that they've conceded have been beyond shocking. I think in terms of the, I think in terms of the relegation places, I'll be amazed if Sutton stay up. I just don't think they've got they've got the quality, and they've they've struggled they've struggled for 
quite a lot this season, especially away from home. And I think for the other spot, as much as Forest Green, I think, are, are clearly the favourites at the minute. I think the couple of games in hand, um, we'll not be surprised if Colchester's in this mix as well. But as much as I say that about Forest Green, they have been well and truly awful. And that dates back to their League One season last season. But Summit just thinks, Summit tells me, I feel like Forest Green might pull a rabbit out of the hat in January. But, you know, with the lack of experience Troy Deeney has in terms of management, I'm not sure. But I think if I had to pick one, yeah, I'd probably say Forest Green. Just. Um, I think it'll all depend what happens with Colchester and which manager they manage to pull into the job and see if they get any any impact. But as it currently stands, I think that Forest Green will beat Colchester to the relegation. Colchester, Colchester's next managerial appointment is huge. Yeah. It's, it's as simple as that. They get this one on and Nairis dropping out of the league. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. You get it right and they... Yeah. Very much safe. Well, are there any other topics that anyone would like to discuss? Just that I was impressed with how quickly Wrexham um, announced the Mullin and Lee uh, extensions oh, yeah. of contract. It was something like the first few minutes of the new year. Like that was impressive. I was trying to um, message my friends and it pops up. Um, but that's also like, that's why I think that Wrexham are going to stay up there it's just because they've managed to well even if people were looking at Malin and Lee they probably were at least to some extent the sort of statement of their staying yeah. I think is a really strong um thing for them in their promotion push yeah happy new year Rexon fans here's um contract extensions to Pretty much their two key players for me in a in a squad full of key players. Yeah. Um yeah, it's some of the best business I think they could have done, to be honest. Um as as much as we'll see what happens in Jan as well. Um some big names floating around Rex, and which is to be expected anyway, with the backing they've got and all that good stuff. But yeah, it's stunning stuff. And to announce it on at midnight on, on New Year's as well, it certainly came much of a shock, if anything. In the sense, of, right, right here you go. Happy New Year! Is two contract <laughs> extensions to two key players. So yeah, fantastic for them. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely starting off 2024 with a statement of intent. You know, it's a big message to be given, and it sort of sums up the Rex and project kind of. You know, like this is what we're doing. They're staying. We're going up, sort of thing. So good for you, Rex. Good for you. Shows but, the confidence of the players in the system as well, obviously, because yeah, those players could possibly play higher if they wanted to. And the fact that they're sticking with Wrexham is is definitely a key sign of everyone really believing in it. So, yeah, absolutely. Happy New Year, guys. <laughs> well, is uh, is that it? I'm trying to think. Anything from you two? Not, Not from me. No. Okay, well, let's wrap it up then. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I hope you all had a good Christmas, had a good New Year. And, uh, yeah, let's hope that 2024 brings fortune to your clubs. See you yeah, guys. Good luck with the January transfer window, everyone. Yeah. 
yeah, it couldn't have started worse for us, but hopefully turn in in fortune. <laughs> yeah, my God. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.